This week, we saw no candidates endorsed in California, a governor making some disastrous moves in Florida, and a long-awaited bill being passed in the Senate. You're listening to Politics Schmaltics, and this is the week of 8 one 2021 Hello everyone, I hope you've been having a nice week, and depending on where you live, might not, maybe, I'm not sure, but at least where I am, school is starting in exactly 8 days, it depends on when you're listening to it, but my school starts on the 18th, which is, it's coming, it's coming really quick, either way, either way, um, going into the story, I sort of combined the intro and the story, but uh, yes, depending on where you live, your school might also require masks. They might make it optional, and depending on where you live, it might be completely illegal for your school to require masks. Now, I'm not too sure if we talked about it, but deep down political parties, they have one big thing that they believe in, regardless of who's president or who has majority. And as I said, the, the moral of the party doesn't change quickly. It takes time. And you often see major changes in the moral of a party after the course of decades or even a century. Now, there is an exception. There was a humongous change in the ideology of most of the Republicans once Trump got into the picture, which was like 2010, 2011. But still, the main thing that each political party believes in, something that they really stick through in the Senate in all of their bills, and the Republican Party, they believe in that the government should play a smaller role in people's lives and the democratic party they believe in social equality and of course for both of these parties it's much more than that i sort of ultra simplified it but uh, it's the best way it's the best way to put it in a one sentence so now i have a question is it really worth it so that in order to keep to your party's purpose You sacrifice lives of those who haven't even met you, seen you, and some, they probably don't even know that you exist. Well, believe it or not, it's not a plot of some movie. This is actually happening right now in Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis. He's he's steering the boat to all of this. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, he has made the move to make it illegal for schools to mandate masks. Now, this comes after, recently, the CDC, they've, they've released these new guidelines recommending masks, even for those who are vaccinated in high-transmission counties, which is half the U.S. So many counties are half-transmission. The one I'm living in is, sorry, high-transmission, not half-transmission. Sorry, I mixed up my words. But yeah, even the county that I'm living in is high-transmission. It's it's pretty weird. I didn't think that 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 was the case, but it's a side effect for not enough of us getting vaccinated. And um, the Pentagon, is they're trying to deal with this by mandating vaccines in the military. Biden is giving a $100 bonus to all federal employees that get vaccinated. And he's also making it so that if you don't get vaccinated, work situations will be tough for you. So you probably should get vaccinated. And the FDA, they're on track to approve the Pfizer vaccine in September. But it's still not enough for those whose political careers depend on telling people not to listen to the science, which in this case, we're talking about Ron DeSantis. Now, DeSantis, um, he's willing to sacrifice the lives of innocent young people, people who live in Florida, just regular school kids, just so he can keep his political base that is evidently shrinking. And he's justifying this. He's blaming Biden for the recent uptake in cases, especially in Florida and Florida. 
The cases are rising quick. Florida is the reason for one in every five U.S. coronavirus cases. And saying that it's not right to mandate masks and that should be a personal choice, you know, that's what Governor Ron DeSantis is saying. And that's partially true. You don't have the right to force people to wear masks, but really putting other people in danger just because of this? If you really don't want to wear a mask, then there's so many other alternatives, especially for schools. If you don't want to wear a mask to a school, then you don't have to make it illegal for masks to be mandated. You, there's so many other possibilities. You could get homeschooled. You can find a school that does that doesn't make you wear masks i mean you could there's so many opportunities but i don't know why governor DeSantis is putting all of these people who haven't done anything at all at risk it doesn't justify any of his actions regardless of what he believes in and um I would like to say that this isn't just the case in Florida. It's also in many other conservative states, such as Arkansas and Texas. But schools are fighting back. Um, a school district in Florida voted 8-1 to one to keep their mask mandate. Even after DeSantis, he threatened not to give school districts their state funding if they mandated masks. And lawsuits are being filed against DeSantis over the fact that he made it illegal to mandate masks. So school, school districts, they're fighting back. They're doing the right thing. And hopefully, DeSantis, he just quits this entire thing. He knows cases are rising. It's easy to see for anyone. Hopefully, he just stops this entire thing and finally just tells people to wear masks, not make it illegal to mandate masks. But either way, my final points for all of this is that while it's not right to force someone to do something, it's even more wrong to abuse that and put other people at risk. And no matter how much the Republican Party, well, actually, it's not the entire Republican Party. It's mostly just uh, a group of Republicans who are really desperate for Trump's attention. But still, no matter how much you care about not interfering with the lives of the people as a government, the lives of those who, who you represent, they still matter much more than some political journey. And that's just common sense. So that was pretty much it for this week. I only had one main story, but I really wanted to focus on that main story because it, it was a big deal what R Governor DeSantis did. But we still have lots of weekly roundups, and let us begin. So at least last couple of episodes, we do seem to talk about the infrastructure bill a lot. That hasn't changed this week either. Um... Just a quick recap, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how the Senate was really trying to get this infrastructure bill finished before the voting started and all the amendments started. And we also talked a tad bit about the second larger infrastructure bill that the Democrats were preparing. But this week, they've actually managed to finalize the bill and pass it through the Senate. It's completely done. And um, there were some disputes over parts of the bill, especially one concerning cryptocurrency. And there was the report that was released by the budget office saying that more than $250 billion would be lost from this bill. And uh, obviously, Republicans, they <laughs> when you lose money in a bill, that's not a good thing. But they still managed to get it passed through, even though former President Trump attacked this bill. And on top of that, 19 Republicans joined all the Democrats 
to pass it, which is really bipartisan. That's really nice that they finally work together. And now we're moving on to the January 6th committee. More members of the GOP, or we could say the Republican Party, are joining in on the effort to help the January 6th committee get evidence, except in this case, it's a former member of the Republican Party, Mr. Denver Riggleman, that's his name. He was a representative in Congress, but in 2020, he lost his seat, as were the district he was representing, didn't choose to nominate him. He will be an advisor to the panel specifically. He will be a technical advisor. And of course, adding another Republican to the committee will make it more bipartisan. I'm not sure if three Republicans is enough. Obviously, it still leaves a whole lot of space for people to create excuses if they don't like the outcome. But, you know, it's better than none. And finally, this week, the Republican Party of California, they made a statement saying that they don't want to endorse any of the Republican candidates on the field in the 2020 California recall election. Now, this isn't to say that the Republican Party California, the Republican Party of California doesn't like any of the candidates out there. They made this decision because they don't want to endorse a single candidate and make people who are potentially going to vote to recall Newsom change their minds just because their candidate didn't get endorsed. Now, the big day where the vote happens over whether to keep Governor Newsom in office is the 14th of September. It's about four more days over a month. Depends on when you listen to this. So yes, there's still around a month. A lot can happen in a month. However, you can't forget that. Governor Newsom, he only has a 3% lead ahead of those who want him to be recalled. That may not be enough to keep him in office. It really depends on if enough Democrats come out and vote because there are many, many more Democrats than Republicans in California. That's that's just pure facts. But they need to come out and vote. And one thing I don't like about recall elections is that, okay, so first of all, you have the recall, and let's say, like, sure, 53%. So 53% of California votes to recall Newsom. That's the majority. But then the thing is, out of those 53, the the person who wins, they don't they only perhaps only need eighteen percent because there could be about twelve candidates and the person with eighteen percent leads all of them. And eighteen percent isn't a lot, especially taking in the fact that that eighteen percent is half of already the population of California. I don't really think it should be I don't think it's a good reflection of California and what they want in a governor. But of course there will be future gubernatorial that's just the name for like governor elections in California, so it's not like they'll just be there forever, but still, a lot can happen in the time that they are there. Anyways, that was pretty much it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do is send an email to politicsmolitics2020 at gmail.com. You can also use that exact same email to send me feedback. I always like responding to emails, hearing your feedback, what you have to say. It really helps me out. Feel free to do that. Also, feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts and spread the word about this podcast. Help make it bigger. Also, I'm just going to say it on here. I usually announce it on my mailing lists, but there isn't going to be an episode next week. It's my last weekend of summer break, and I need to prepare for school, you know, get a bit ahead in Khan Academy and stuff. Plus, I have a baseball game that I'm really looking forward to, but I just wanted to shout that out. Hopefully, see you the week after that. Depends on how busy I am. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much more busy in-person school is rather than online school. Really going to have to see that. But once again, Thank you for listening to Politics Politics. This was the week of 8-1.
2021.